In the name of God, creator, redeemer, and giver of life. Amen. I'm of a generation where most Kiwis had relatives or friends who were farmers. And so I know many people growing up in post-World War II New Zealand were familiar with farms, sheep, cattle, and lots of grass. That changed within a generation with the rural to urban drift, and as farms were sold and merged, and so most young people in cities lost this direct connection to life on the land. Kush and I were rouseabouts, or rousings as we were called, in sharing gigs to make some money during university holidays. I was also a presser, and even graduated to become a dagger. But I won't go into what that's all about. <laughs> Sheep in fenced paddocks had quite a different life and experience from lambs and sheep that lived in open fields with shepherds, as they did in ancient Israel. In those times, older boys and younger men often slept out with the lambs and the sheep in the paddocks. And they had small holdings, but the animals were precious because they provided for the family wool, food, clothing, and milk, as well as income from exchanges and, on occasions, animals for sacrifices. Of course, only rich people at that time ate meat regularly. There were no fences and the shepherds used a staff or a rod to both protect the sheep and also separate or mark them. They were the most domesticated animals and the shepherds often knew them individually and were attached to them. The sheep were precious and needed to be protected from wild animals and from wandering off. So in today's Gospel we have one of the great I Am sayings of Jesus. These sayings only appear in John's Gospel. I am the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He was speaking in an agrarian society and everyone knew exactly what he meant. The Shepherd knew the sheep. He ensured they were watered and fed, and he protected them, just as the psalm I heard sung by the choir outlined. This was in sharp contrast to the hired hand who ran away and let the wolves snatch them, as our Gospel said this morning. I am the Good Shepherd. The image of the Good Shepherd is a primary picture in Christendom. The earliest Christian art depicted Jesus as a shepherd with a staff, either holding a lamb to his breast or a lamb over his shoulders. You would have seen these pictures, some of them. I first saw these depictions in the catacombs, I mean the originals, uh, on the agrarian way, uh, on the, sorry, on the Appian way, on the outskirts of Rome. And our bishops carry what is politely called a crozier, but is actually an ornate shepherd's crook or staff, 
because this image was so fundamental in the early church. And there's something else about sheep in ancient Israel, uh, and this is also very interesting. And it's often missed. They are herd animals, and when one gets lost, they have a psychological reaction, a hysterical reaction. They become completely classed and paralyzed. People understood that, the people that were listening to Jesus. And the parable about the lost sheep, where the shepherd leaves 99 to find one who was lost, made complete sense to them. When the lost one is found, the lamb or sheep is cast or paralyzed. They won't move. So the shepherd either has to put them over the shoulder, or if it's a small lamb, draw it to his breast and carries them back to the other 99, the other sheep in the flock, walking with his staff. The interesting thing, and this is the interesting bit, the interesting thing is that the minute the lamb or sheep sees the other sheep, the paralysis disappears. They gain movement and join the flock as normal, which shows that the reaction was actually psychological. Why? Because their sense of belonging has returned. We don't see this behaviour here much in New Zealand because the sheep are pen and can't stray in the way that they could in open fields. Now there's so much to learn from this image of the shepherd and the sheep. We are often taught that Jesus was the lamb that was sacrificed. Well, that made some sense in a society that still practiced animal sacrifice. But in my view, it is the, in the image of the shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep that is more important. He will do what it takes to protect us and identify with our suffering. He'll bring us home and see we get what we need to sustain us. And the sheep can teach us something important too. The lost sheep became paralysed because they lost the others. They lost the farmer. The shepherd restores the sheep's sense of belonging by simply returning them to the flock. Belonging is about collective behaviour shared values and looking after each other. It's in marked contrast to the rampant individualism whereby our needs and wants take priority in our thoughts and actions over those of others. This sort of individualism, or in this sort of individualism, our resources are for us and not to be shared, or if shared, only with our family and people like us. However, extended families, churches and other groups become strong when people think collectively and work together. It enables us to support and strengthen those who are struggling and share the happiness and joy that grows out of trusted and committed relationships. Now we know this. Five million cooperated to continue to oppose an international pandemic. And we particularly know it on Anzac Day, 
because lives were sacrificed for a nation and beyond that for world peace. The people who went to fight, the people who supported them, providing medical and other supplies, the people who stayed at home to keep and protect life here, and the people who had the courage to oppose war, all did it for a greater cause. Women and men joined together to put their own needs aside, sacrificed themselves for the, for the greater good. It was a collective effort and is largely responsible for us having more than 75 years without a war of that dimension and amazing and amazing freedom of movement. The sacrifices were made not for themselves, but for those of us who came later. In the spirit of the Good Shepherd, families and extended families need to adopt these principles of working and belonging together. Churches like ours do this to a considerable extent, but there is so much more we could embrace as a collective, led by the shepherd to strengthen those who struggle and celebrate life and goodness with them, each other, our families and all our mates. The Good Shepherd gave his life for us and for everyone else. He asks us to give our lives, our hopes, our failures and our gifts to him so he can take us and them back to the flock the flock of St. Peter's, the flock of Tauru, the flock of Wellington, and the flock of Aotearoa, where we belong and share them. With him, and working together, we lose any paralysis and become a strong unity of generosity, a strong unit of generosity, warmth, and spirituality in our communities, contributing to better lives and a better world. We should hold in our hearts dear the powerful image of the Good Shepherd because he's there for us and all people. Figuratively, he picks us up when we need it. He places us around his shoulders and draws us to his breast. He is there for us both to protect us and to lead us into new and greater generosity and creativity. And very importantly, he knows where we belong and he transports us there and asks us to work and laugh together collectively, learning to trust and learning to serve. As the great Easter blessing says, the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, that great shepherd of the sheep, Make you perfect in every good work to do his will. And may the blessing of God our Creator, Redeemer, and Giver of life be with you always. Amen. <laughs>